The scripture reading this morning is from Luke chapter 1, verses 34 to 38. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age also has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Do you love roast beef? I just wonder, how many love roast beef? Yeah, right, a lot of them, right? I'm not the the only one. (laughs) And do you love Phillies? Do you love Phillies? Oh, really? Only ten? One, two? Really? (laughs) Which team you like? I hope you don't cheer for Matt, (laughs) at least. We love what we love. And do you love your family? Maybe the most you love your family. Of course. But why? But why you love roast beef, fillies, eagles, at least offense, not defense, eagles. Why do we love things that we like? Those things. People. Why we love? Let me ask you this. Because we love, there is a reason, right? You have reason. Then, do you know God loves you? Do you know God loves you? And why? Why does God love you? Because God is love. God is love himself. So, if somehow the roast beef is not so great to you or, or tasty to you, of course you're not going to love. Unless you have reason, you're not going to love. We're not going to love. Right? But, if we love anything rationally only rationally then the world our life 
I guess, will be so dry. It will be, it will be just even selfish. Even because we don't love people or things, if I don't have reason to love, then we can be hostile or indifferent to those people. And the reality is that people click only like a birds of a feather flock together. Then people even justify their violence, discrimination, even genocide if they have a good reason. That's almost love. And almost love is relevant today. I'm always. So we pretend to love as much we feel good and others feel good as much we feel we are accepted, we belonged, and not hurting others' feelings. Right? The author of this Altogether Christ, Christmas, she says, too often we settle for an almost love instead of the real thing. We content ourselves with the pale beam that leaves plenty of shadows rather than a bright illumination that can fill the world. An almost love is a love that welcomes only the parts of the people and are desirable or palatable or easy to handle. But what is the love of Christmas? What is the Christ love? It is altogether love. the evil-conquering kind of love that welcomes the whole self and honors that we are made of of many parts, even we are different. In Deuteronomy, Moses talks about love. And they remember this verse. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. What does that mean? What does that mean? 
Love the Lord with the heart, soul, and strength. And how can we love like that? When God is invisible, intangible, right? How can we love like that? It means love God with all together by keeping His word they call Torah. So Torah has two functions, justice and righteousness. Righteousness is more like mercy, forgiveness. So the Bible says, letting justice, mishpat, in Hebrew, roll on like a river. Righteousness, the mercy, jedekah, like a never-failing stream. The Lord desire Israelite to keep both justice and mercy. We have told the people what is wrong, what is right, what is sin, what is not. But also at the same time, we have to give them the second chance. We have to forgive them. It has to be together. That was the will of God. But Israel, Israelites were good at doing justice only. Judging others what is right and what is wrong. But they were not good at giving them second chance, forgiveness, and being merciful. Do we love God with justice and mercy together, all together? Or are we just good at pointing our fingers to others' mistake and their sin? Christmas. So Christmas is Emmanuel, God with us. All together love, because it's all together love, all together with the people. Because God traveled the infinite distance, which is the sin, that infinite distance to be with us and loved us. That is Christmas. It is humbleness. Apostle Paul described Jesus' love in Emmanuel like this. Though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. If we love, if we almost love, if we love rationally, 
If we are always looking for reason to love, we cannot love how God loved us. And we cannot forgive one another. Then the sin is still there. The, the infinite distance between people are still there. And of course, if we have that long distance, distance, distancing each other, then we become hostile. Because what are, we don't know what they think. Whether they are enemy or whether they are friendly, we don't know. Then we hate each other and we even kill each other. But remember, we don't love each other because we can. Or we are worthy. Or we are transformed completely as a new person. But because we are one with God. We are one. We are in Christ. So we should love one another regardless. If we confess we had been crucified with the Lord and we no longer live but Christ lives in us then there is no question we should love one another in our sin in our brokenness Jesus Christ changed the world Jesus Christ didn't change us we're still broken but Jesus changed the world by changing his perspective on us because he loved us all together. Entirety of ourselves. But many Christians still try to change the world by the almost love, which is not love at all. John Wesley defined almost love, almost, in his sermon, almost Christian, as this person is not bad or evil, but this person does exhibit a lack of depth. The almost Christian is characterized by outward actions, thoughts, and feelings that do not penetrate all the way to the heart. But this almost love is relevant today. It's popular today among Christians. That's all they want. Many Christians do good things to feel good for themselves, but not to change other people. Good enough is not good at all. To change the person. Isn't it? 
I know love is hard because we love our children so much. But when we feel their need to change and love them, it is very hard. Very hard. Even our children. This is why we must gaze the world, gaze people with the eye of God. And God saw, so God sees the people, the gloomy, the misery of the world. But God joined the world. God joined the people. Instead of telling them what to do, what is wrong, what is right, what you should do, God being together with the people. God joined our gloomy and misery fate to manifest his love for us. Otherwise, no one changes. So the author says, Advent is an affirmation of the now and the not yet. Because we encounter the baby Jesus in the manger in Christmas. The baby in the manger. What does it mean to you? It is hopeless, helpless, powerless. But we expect a great victory in this baby, Jesus in the manger. But the world had been disappointed by the baby in the manger. So they returned to Christmas as more of happy holidays, of shopping sprees, and overeating event, overeating opportunity. But we must be all together love for the hopeless, the helpless people through Christmas. It's not only Christmas. This Christmas is just a reminder every day the whole year, we have to love them. Advent, which means Advent means expectation. But Advent is not about waiting. Jesus Christ to become gift for me. Salvation for me. But Advent is I become the gift of Christ to the people, to others, especially those that rejected, outcast, the marginalized in our society. Remember Mary, 
when the angel told her, for nothing will be impossible with God. She accepted. And she's a virgin. She's engaged now. And she's, she got pregnant. It is miserable fate. It is a dangerous fate. But she accepted and saying, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Mary didn't have much in control. Didn't have a control in, in her life. She was poor. She was young. But in her helpless faith, she believed what the angel said. Because she was not only poor, she was emptied. She doesn't have much agenda for her. She doesn't have, she, her Christmas was not so busy. So she could accept this offer. But when we have too many agendas in our heart, all the shopping lists for the, all our children, grandchildren, you know, the family, friends, the Christmas, you have all the lists. I mean, that's all good. That's all good. But if Christmas is all about checking all, all the lists, things in, on our Christmas list, accomplishing the Christmas list, then there's no emptiness that we can accept God. And what God always cares for, always the poor and needy, always the sick and lonely, always those who are broken. And we have no space for them in us in our Christmas. Then we are not really celebrating Christmas. We are not really worshiping Christ in Christmas. When we think we can, we can't. We cannot accept the faith that Christ wanted to realize. Oh, well, the poverty in the world homeless people in the world, all the problems of the world, well, I don't want to, what, what can I do for that? Hmm? Not only that, you have a personal relationship issue with your families, there's some distancing relationship with your children, some issues between you, some Salvation issue with children. And whatsoever there, we don't want to deal with that. Because we think we have to do it. I can do it. If I can, I don't care. I'm not going to do it. 
But friends, we have to empty ourselves so we can be obedient to God for the needs and for the calling, for the reason that you are there in your family, in your church, in this community, in our country, and in the world today. God called us not to just live a good life, almost good, feel good, almost not to hurt other people's feeling. God called us to love the world, the irrational world. Sisters and brothers in Christ, Love is action, not emotion. Action for this irrational world, irrational people, irrationally, without reason, we must love because God is love and God lives in us. So to love irrationally, we must show up in the middle of this irrational world, the strangest place, the people, strange people. And invite them, irrational people, the flawed, broken, weak, and needy, sick, and lonely, those people into our life, into the Christmas story in us. And when we all together love, God will, God's glory will shine on us and transform us. Friends, one person's persistent interest, care for one person will change that person. We are here to change the world one person at a time. And who is the one you have persistent interest on that person? Again, on your bulletin today, there is a reflection questions. So throughout this week, let's ponder on these questions. How do I present an almost self to the world? Almost love to the world, to the people around you. What would change if I presented an altogether self, altogether love to the world? To the church family, to your community? and to the world, and to God. And what barriers in my faith journey have I encountered that seem to keep me at arm's length from fully embracing God's love? Friends, God loved us. 
But do we love others 